0: All right, I warn you in advance, today's video is going to be a little bit of a strange one. I wasn't actually going to film today, it's just a research day for me. But um, as soon as I started going over all the carbon net zero and all the plans and proposals and who's involved, I came across the gift that just keeps on giving. This is the World Economic Forum. Global Risk Report 2022. That's just come out recently. Uh, this is this is a weird one, guys. is it's crazy. If you remember last year, it was a very popular video I did where I talked about the 2021 Risk Report. In fact, let's go to the shared screen here. Yeah, this was the video that I did last year on the Global Risk Report, which was talking about all of this stuff. Uh, 2021, some of the biggest risks and the likelihood of them coming off, and this was as a result of the Nostradamus-style predictions they made on a pandemic hitting the world in 2020. How they figure this stuff out is a mystery to me, but um, they they seem to have this incredible foresight. And that's how a lot of predictions I made this year were accurate as well, by cross-referencing them to last year's forecast. So today, I want to get on to the 2022 forecast now just prepare yourself for this because there's a lot of weirdness in here so this is from the world economic forum and the members of the forum remember these members are globalists they're presidents they are um, leaders in different industries and people from all around the world they're you know people who are on the inside so let's have a look at what they are saying is their outlook for the next three years of the world positive this is positive in light blue here which you can see 10.7% was positive, negative, 41.8%, consistently volatile with multiple surprises. Hmm, what could these surprises be, I wonder? 37.4%, fractured trajectories separating relative winners and losers. Ah, haven't we been talking about that over the last year? Wealth transfer. The poorer people getting even poorer as a result of wealth transfers to the wealthier people getting wealthier. And the middle class, of course, shrinking as wealth is being transferred to the wealthier elite. What else do we have? 10.1% progressive tipping points with increasing catastrophic outcomes. Look at this word, catastrophic. What do they mean by that? Let's move on. How do you feel about the outlook for the world? Is it optimistic and positive no they are all saying 61.2 percent concerned 23 percent worried i wonder what they are worried about Uh, we're not going to go over all of this stuff again we've already covered this uh, over and over again and their incredible forecast that they knew exactly how this was going to play out so let's look at this figure 1.3 identify the most severe risk on a global scale over the next 10 years. Well, guess what? A lot of it is environmental social, ESG. You keep hearing this, ESG, environmental social governance. Or here, they're saying geopolitical, which I would uh, sort of align with governance. So when you see ESG, look for these things here. So number one, environmental, climate action failure. Notice what they are not saying here. They're not saying climate change um, flooding or droughts or, or stuff like this. They are saying climate action failure. Now, this is very subjective. Is this uh, in their mind, or is this in you know from from a people 's mind globally, are they saying a failure to act resulting in a catastrophe, or are they saying here a failure of climate action in regards to what they see as a failure? Number two then is extreme weather well, yeah, of course we 're going to keep seeing extreme weather because the climate is changing now, whether you believe. The climate change narrative that's coming out by the mainstream media or whether you believe that it's a complete hoax or whether you believe we sort of sit somewhere in the middle in that, yes, the the climate is changing. I mean, we know this. You only have to open your eyes to see that the climate is changing. It is a fact. But how it's changing is very contentious. And there's a lot of different reports on both sides of the fence as to what is causing this. So I'm not here to argue that today because I I can see it with my own eyes. The climate is changing. I can see it with my own eyes that we are having these extreme weather patterns. But I also see with my own eyes when the mainstream media themselves do a report saying there's now an investigation, into what happened in Australia just the other day, where there were cloud seeding going on, which they are saying resulted in these huge floods. So again, we are seeing extreme weather, but how much of it is via the changing climate and how much of it is via cloud seeding and other things which this is not a conspiracy this is a fact they are cloud seeding the government reports if you go on their website also tell you they are cloud seeding although they say it's a positive thing so anyone before anyone starts blasting the comments up this is a fact okay just do your own research on it Number three then, biodiversity loss. Well, yeah, of course we're going to see biodiversity loss if you keep going into the Amazon and cutting down thousands of football fields, uh, equivalent of, of forests, a lot of it being turned into farmland or a lot of it being turned into chips so that you can put it back in. I mean, this is the thing that makes me laugh. People say, oh, you know, all these chips, the, the wood chips, this is good for the environment. This is renewable because you're cutting it down. No, you're cutting down trees, which is locked in carbon. You're putting it back into the, the environment. So a lot of people keep talking about this as it's, you know, it's a green energy. How, how is that green? It, to me, that sounds as though it's neutral. Carbon out, carbon back in. Number four then, social cohesion erosion. So this is where we come onto the E. So we've done the E. Coming on to the S now, and then we'll come on to the G. So the S, social cohesion, erosion. What have we seen? We have seen exactly what I talked about two years ago. This breakdown of society, this anger, this upset. People constantly upset and angry, and they just don't know why. They can't figure out why we're we constantly angry. Here's a, here's a clue. Uh, newsflash, stop watching the mainstream media. Number five, livelihood crisis. We are just at the tipping point of this, ladies and gents. I've been talking about it for a long time. We are just about to go into this livelihood crisis now where people just do not know what is about to hit them and their income and their wages and unemployment um, later. This is a bit later on, but it's going to come. Number six, oh, surprise, more infectious diseases. Great, as if we haven't had two years of all of this stuff going on already. Now they're talking about more infectious diseases. Number seven, human environmental damage. Okay, we'll talk about that another time. Eight, natural resource crises. Yeah, I definitely agree with this one because I'm already seeing it myself. I'm seeing what's actually happening as a result of the G, the governance, trying to get rid, just completely eliminate fossil fuels without doing a timely transition to do so this is what's causing a lot of the inflation right now I covered this on previous videos energy input is having a, a very detrimental effect now in terms of energy input to the economy the cost of the of the energy on inflation on economic problems which are going to come further down the line number 9 then is the debt not crisis crises They are talking about debt crises. Again, I've covered this and how we're going to have this convergence of debt crises very shortly. And actually, we're already seeing it. We're already seeing all of these debts. They haven't defaulted yet, but we are going to see sovereign debt defaults at some point coming down the line. We're about 97, 98% debt to GDP ratio now for the world. Now, you, you just think about that for a second. The world is almost at 100% debt to GDP. And this is as we're going into a slowing of the global markets, of the slowing of the global gross domestic product output. So it's not going to be good. And then number 10 is our geo-economic confrontation. We're already seeing that at the moment with Russia, Ukraine, the West, uh, the EU, we're seeing it now, Iran's getting involved, we're seeing Venezuela and China, all these developing nations, and Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan, all these Stan countries, all, everything is just converging now to have a geo-economic confrontation. Because what are wars fought over? It is resources. Uh, as much as the media like to make you think it is all about honour, and integrity, and we have to do something. It's our duty. What's been happening then when you're seeing genocide in African nations, or you're seeing dictators in other nations doing terrible things to their people? Uh, what about all of these? Why do we not get involved in any of these? It's usually because there's no resources involved. Usually, if there's no resources involved, the government, ah, that's their problem. You know, leave leave it to them. But no, as soon as there's resources involved. We have to do something. It is our moral obligation to do something. And of course, this is what we're seeing right now. This is what we've been seeing over the last 20, 30 years, going into different conflicts and wars. And it's always over energy and resources. And this is what I see playing out over the next year. We're definitely going to be seeing some more conflicts as a result of energy. All right, just a quick video today. Thanks for watching. You'll probably see another video pop up on screen somewhere. Check that out. It'll probably help you to understand a little more of what's going on right now. Take care. God bless. See you next time.